0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy.
1: Magic is power.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick... I'm your legacy newbie, with me this week as always, Mr. Jerry Me, What's up, Jerry?
1: Take two, Pat. We're running it back.
0: Take two. Hey, uh, I had I had a big day today, Jerry. You did? I did. I wore a t-shirt at work because it was so nice out, which was, which was great. I got my first sunburn of the season. I don't know if you can see it. My arms got a little roasted, toasted. That was nice. And then uh, I cut my own hair, and it actually went fairly well. Wow. It doesn't, doesn't, look, doesn't look terrible, right?
1: It doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look
0: terrible. It was getting out of control, man. It was getting out of control.
1: Yeah, I know. I, you also told me you shaved your beard because of coronavirus, yet I see you with a full-fledged beard right now.
0: Well, I shaved it because it, it was long. It was a few inches long, and I shaved it down um, a few weeks ago when things started really popping off. And uh, now I'm just letting it grow, but it's still pretty, it's still pretty tight. I haven't, I haven't broken down and started wearing masks in public yet, but I probably will start wearing like a balaclava around uh, if I have to. Um, but I'm gonna try to avoid that if I can. My, my the only time I really go into public right now is to go to I, I go to the grocery store once a week, and I might get gas once or twice a week, and that's about it. So
1: I mean, it's great because now like we have an excuse to look like anime characters in public. <laughs> so I plan on we- wearing like long scarves that blow in the wind behind me.
0: I like that. I like that. I think that's a good look for you, Jerry. Yep. It's it's
1: I I'm gonna choose a different anime character every every week, and you know that's gonna be my going out food shopping outfit. <laughs>
0: So I actually don't know what like anything about anime for what it's worth. So I, I, yeah, it's okay. I forgive okay. you. All right, cool, cool, cool.
1: I mean, I don't really know much about anime either. So. I, just, <laughs> I just love making fun of weebs, That's great.
0: <laughs> so, uh, well, let's get into the episode this week because uh, we have, of course, waiting in the wings our friend Rich Shay. How you doing, Rich? And what ho, Pat. Good to see you.
2: <laughs> How you doing? Hey, uh, great,
0: great to have you back on the epi- on the, uh, on the podcast right.
2: a week later. Right. I was thinking to myself, what can I do to get Pat and Jerry to invite me back for a second <laughs> week in a row? And it turns out the answer is to completely <laughs> muck up my audio file. So the long and short of what happened, um, one option is that ATOGS got hold of the uh, audio file and destroyed it. The other is that the apple permission system doesn't play nice with the latest version of audacity and so the whole time i thought i was recording i was not recording <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll let the listener decide which of those two things happen but one of them is at least true possibly both
0: <laughs> i hope they're both i hope they're both <laughs>
1: Well, we got we got a backup recording this time to hopefully avoid any other situations. But we had we had a great time last week. I I am kind of sad because I think it was a great episode. It was we a lot had of fun to talk about. Yeah. yeah, so we're just gonna run it back this week for you guys. You're gonna get you're gonna get all the enjoyment this week that you could have had last week.
2: Now, last week we tried very hard to be positive and upbeat and in a difficult world. We were trying to stay on topic, talking about doomsday. But despite the name, we were trying very hard. <laughs> to be optimistic, (laughs) and unfortunately, Wizards has had some new cards get spoiled, so that'll be impossible this time. (laughs)
1: yes uh also you know to to rub salt in the wound it happened on april fool's day so i had to announce to everyone that there wouldn't be an episode last week because of tech issues and everyone's like aha very funny joke that's so funny haha and then friday rolled around and it's like you guys are taking this joke a little too seriously where's the episode (laughs) i I
2: appreciate that you really stuck to it jerry (laughs) yes yes definitely
1: uh so we have uh two weeks worth of content now because we had a whole bunch of other stuff happen in this past week so should we dive right in guys and uh, start yeah. uh, trimming away
0: yeah let's uh before we do that can i just uh shout out our newest patron sure yeah bob patterson joined the uh the patreon family uh last week so i wanted to say thank you very much to him um very much appreciated
1: awesome thanks bob and uh yeah let's get into it man Awesome. So I guess, you know, first up, let's talk about it. Doomsday making the rounds on Magic Online. Um, I've actually been playing on Magic Online myself. Super powerful deck. And we did mm-hmm. a poll last week because uh breach was banned and there really felt like there was a power vacuum in legacy. There's no quote unquote best deck in the format right now, I think it's pretty safe to say. So we kind of set a poll out to people asking him, he's like, what do you, what in your personal opinion, what do you think is the best deck? And the overwhelming response was Doomsday. (laughs) And I think only half of the people who voted for that were trolling.
2: (laughs) And so I'll I'll give a little bit of my thoughts on that, which will bore Python and Jerry because I gave it to you guys last time, but this will be fresh for the other two people who listen to this. So um, the the problem with that, I think, is that the the question was phrased as the, the highest potential ceiling on a deck if you had infinite prep time and you had sort of an unbounded capability to work on it and you were really, really good with it. And Doomsday is a tricky deck to play. It sort of has a reputation for being the sort of deck that invites you to open up your notepad.exe program. And there's for a very long time in Magic, been this sort of mythologized admiration for difficult decks, such that the harder to play the deck is, the higher the ceiling is. And while that would sort of be nice, I don't actually think that's true. And I think that people tend to estimate a a higher point on the curve than you can actually get to um with your deck just being really good so part of the allure of doomsday is that it's tricky to play and easy to make mistakes with which i think causes people to overweigh how good it can be in a good player's hands that doesn't mean the deck's bad i just think that it's maybe not as good in theory as the hype would have you believe.
1: Mm. yeah i can definitely see that um and you know that's really been true of doomsday for the longest time like i've heard you constantly said and i've i've said it myself several times you know kind of tongue in cheek but you know there's always a grain of truth in it that you know there's been this long held legend with doomsday that doomsday is the best deck that no one knows how to play um i believe uh, you told us about this last week uh rich that this stems from i think was it Brian Weissman was
2: uh um, so there was a there was a waterbury uh many 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 years ago uh, Waterbury is the old um, hallowed vintage tournament held uh, in Waterbury, Connecticut, by Ray Robillard, and they're really just they're really the pinnacle of golden age vintage tournaments in the uh, early two thousands. And one year, I think it was, nine people from Team Mean Deck, who were sort of the um, the antagonists in our story, showed up with a deck they called Storm Ten, and It was a terrible deck. That was just a bunch of rituals (laughs) and cantrips, and um, I I don't remember if Retract was involved, but uh, it wasn't very good. And I remember talking with um, Steve Menendian afterwards, and I'm sure he'll he'll pipe in to correct me if I misremember this, but he was saying that the deck was really good. The problem is that it was too hard to play. And so only, I think it was... uh, uh, I think it was only Klep who made top eight with the deck out of the nine people. And I guess I never really believed that. I just don't think it's a good deck. So maybe you have a, a wonderfully powerful deck that is beyond the capabilities of mortal man, or maybe you just have a bad deck that looks spectacular when it goes off. So, you know, you think it's better than it is and we'll never know, right? Maybe my, Maybe my pile of rituals and ridiculous cantrips is so hard to play that it only looks bad, but if only the true genius were to arrive, he could easily walk through the halls of Waterbury and and crush everyone in his wake, or it's just an average deck that kind of looks kind of shiny, maybe a little bit. And I think it's really more the latter, and that's not just saying Doomsday is bad. I'm not saying Doomsday is a bad deck. It's a very good deck, and I respect it a lot. I just don't buy into the mythos of doomsday. Mm,
1: true, and that is fair to say because that has been a long-standing for many, many years. You know, aura around doomsday for for a long time, and. Um, It has slacked off in the past couple years because when Sensei's Divining Top got banned, the Doomsday decks pretty much became unplayable. Like, Sensei's Divining Top was such a crutch of the deck that when it got banned, you just really couldn't get the combo off. And then also, when Getaxian Probe got banned shortly after that, that was the final nail in the coffin. Now it was just almost impossible for the deck to combo. Until... We got a new card printed, which gives quite a bit of power to the deck. And I do think propels the deck to maybe not the best deck in the format, but I think it's fair to say it's now a tier one deck uh, with the version that uh, Romario Neto piloted to a undefeated uh, 8-0 in the Magic Online uh, Championship Series. You're right,
2: Jerry. Astrolabe is quite a card.
1: <laughs> While Astrolabe is, is a key part of that deck, I was in fact referring to Thassa's Oracle. Oh, Thassa's Oracle, I believe. You're is really, right. Uh, the crutch.
2: You're <laughs> right. Thassa's Oracle is a game changer because if, if you're using Thassa's Oracle, then, well, you can do all sorts of powerful, modern, new things. For example, you could play Loris of the Dream Dead which you could not if you had Lab Maniac.
1: Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing with uh, Thassa's Oracle is, um, you know, with Doomsday, you exile your your deck and your graveyard and you just have five cards left and you have those five cards to win the game. But the thing is, five cards is actually too much. <laughs> like, you don't actually want a full five cards. Uh, a lot of the times you're just drawing through those five mm-hmm. cards to get to the last card so that you can win the game. And a lot of times when you lost with Doomsday, it was because you didn't have enough gas to get there.
2: You're right. And my comment about the new cat is tongue in cheek, but we have to talk about it at some point today.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) Because it
2: it only deigns to be your friend if you have no cards that cost more than two, like say Lab Man. So the other thing is that, let's face it, Lab Man gets you, you you lose the game. If it gets sudden shocked or anything like that, right? So, right. Uh, and Thunza's Oracle. If you have no cards left, if she gets lightning bolted in response, not a problem.
1: Right, because it comes into playability. <laughs> Lab Maniac actually required you to draw right. the card to win the game. Thassa's Oracle just requires you to cast it. That's right. the only requirement. And like, I've had opponents, like, I play Thassa's Oracle and then they lightning bolt. They lightning bolt the Thassa's Oracle and then I'm like, okay. They <laughs> both hit okay and then it says, Jerry has won the game. And they're yeah. like, what the hell just happened? So I'm like, got to read the card. If they had but, a Lowstone
2: um, bubble they could have gotten you real good though, huh? Yes,
1: or a stifle. Stifle would also get me. Oh, sure, I guess. I did lose. I've been playing it online, and I did lose a game to someone stifling the Thassa's Oracle trigger. I'm like, (laughs) good play. (laughs)
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Um, But also what's important about Thassa's Oracle is the way it's worded is when it comes into play, you look at the top X cards of your library where X is your devotion to blue. If X is is more than or equal to the number of cards left in your library, you win the game. So because Thassa's Oracle is blue-blue, when it comes into play, X is blue, uh, X is two, and so it effectively turns the doomsday pile of five into a doomsday pile of three because you can just do one card, two card, Thassa's Oracle, and then two random cards, doesn't matter what they are, you're going to win the game when Thassa's Oracle checks for two. Um so it, it allows the combo to be that much uh more compact and that much easier to pull off. And you can just do like uh Edge of Autumn and uh well what's the cycling is a street, 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 street yeah, 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 also not
2: friends road. with the cat.
1: Yes. He's
2: going to have to get cut and make way for the future, which is to say this cat
1: Oh man, so yeah. I mean, I do. I do think Doomsday has has a bit of legs, and it is really hard. But Thassa's Oracle does make it much easier. Like there were multiple times where I'm just like, I was playing the deck, and I'm like, Oh man, I think I lost this one. Yeah, I don't think there's any coming back for it. Uh, let's just go to my turn. Draw, for turn. up, oh, and okay, we won the game. We won the game. <laughs> <laughs> like it, the deck just has these like crazy come from behind victories that definitely look uh, look. From a untrained eye to be super complex, but I have found that playing the deck is kind of like playing on rails. You know, it's basically resolve Teferi, resolve Doomsday, and then you're pretty much guaranteed to win the game
0: there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that why you like Sneak and Show?
1: Yeah, I like to just win the game, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winning is having fun. I just mean being on rails, you know?
2: <laughs> so we should actually talk about. Um, I- I, I was I was having a, a good talk with my friend Chris about about exactly this actually show and tell versus Doomsday. I actually think those two decks are they have a lot of interesting parallels. Um, they're both built around design mistakes, but besides that, um, <laughs> well, no really several
1: design dis- mistakes. Right,
2: right. Um, so okay, Doomsday. Uh, actually, let's start with show and tell because that's the more familiar deck, and I won't say who, but some people have top-aided Grand Prix with that back when there were Grand Prix and Magic <laughs> Tournaments. True. Um, so, so Doomsday is sort of the traditional A-B combo deck, right? Um, you get, uh, you get show-and-tell and, tell and um, I guess you could also in some builds have sneak attack, and then yeah. you have Gristlebrand and Emrakul. Easy. Find A, find B, you're good. Doomsday is, it can play like an A-B combo deck, right? You find a fairy, you find Doomsday, you're good. But you can also find Doomsday plus Dark Ritual plus a cantrip. The, the difference, though, I think, is that there are some things that I like about Doomsday that you can't really do with show and tell. One is that... You have fewer total bricks dedicated to your combo. In Doomsday, you have four Doomsday, four Dark Rituals, and one Thassa's Oracle, and the other cards, and one Lion's Eye Diamond. So that's ten actual bricks. And the other cards, like Street Wraith, at least have Cycling, so they're not really bricks. Uh, As opposed to Sneak and Show, where you have four Sneak, four Show, um, and usually seven or eight more monsters. So that's, uh, that's about five more complete bricks in the deck. And you can, in some ways, even think about the soul lands in the sneak and show deck as being more equivalent to dark rituals because they're not really useful and you're not going off. Yep. Um, the other thing is that show and tell really needs to have a show, or basically you need uh, an A and a B. And so show-and-tell by itself is nothing. On the other hand, once you've gone past the first few turns with Doomsday, all you need is Doomsday. You can just tap your Underground Sea and your Swamp and your Scrubland, cast Doomsday and pass the turn, and if you untap, you win. Mm-hmm. That's a lot yeah. more powerful. It's also better against discard, because you don't... You can If you have no cards in your hand and you're playing a show-and-tell deck, you, you can't really win very easily it's actually really hard to win once you have no hand left you have to draw piece a draw piece b before piece a gets discarded doomsday you can cast it past the turn but you're set up for the future Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah no that's true um and i've done that in playing the deck you know when i'm playing against opponents where i know that there isn't really any risk and i have the time uh they don't have as much board pressure i've cast doomsday and then pass the turn
2: right no, both decks care about their life total. Um, obviously, you can't Doomsday at one life or you die because the rounding oh, doesn't go in your favor. And if you're low enough, you can't really Doomsday and then pass the turn because you'll get beaten to death. But Sneak and Show also cares about life total because Gristlebrand is a lot less exciting when you're below 8 life. Mm. Um, one of the other ways that I think Doomsday has an advantage over uh, Sneak Attack is... Sometimes I, I know in my experience I've cast Show and Tell and then really regretted it, and you know your opponent gets to put in something too. Sneaking sh- a, uh, Show and Tell is a fair magic card. Both players put something in, perfectly balanced, well-designed Saga Block card, which was, by the way, a preview of 2019. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm glad we agree that Show and Tell is a perfectly fair and reasonable magic card. And if range.
2: that's both both <laughs> players, not just one player, then it would be a poorly designed card both players you don't ever have to worry that your opponent's going to put in an iona when you cast doomsday true so
1: or an ashen rider am i right pat yes
0: indeed (laughs) i got ashen rider in back-to-back turns playing playing show and tell on magic online i i bring that up
1: Wow. I bring that up because there are still people who like tweet and message you Pat <laughs> about that, even though that happened what like two years ago? It, it was
0: forever <laughs> ago. I, I saw the clip somewhere. It got someone clipped it on Twitch and uh it was it blew up. It was extremely <laughs> popular on Reddit for a while and uh sure. yeah, it was it was and I wasn't salty at all. I just could not stop laughing. I thought it was so <laughs> absurd. That back-to-back turn. He top-decked
2: him in back-to-back turns to answer my, <laughs> my
0: Grizzle Brand and then my Emory Cool it was so good. So, so you back- know
2: what that means, Pat? When you play Doomsday, you're going to cast it and pass the turn, and your opponent's going to have no cards in hand and draw he to get to second right and get you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I'm waiting for the day when I uh, cast Doomsday and then my opponents uh, just do... Uh, like heat on crab or uh like something else, just like oh, brain Mario. freeze. Yeah, brain freeze. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. It's like I want like if if breach was still a deck, I don't think
2: Doomsday could exist. No, because then
1: just like a single single brain freeze would ruin right, your day.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, five cards in your library, you've already added a storm, huh? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're casting a cantrip now. This couldn't be any better,
1: right? Brain so. freeze.
2: <laughs> so there. I mean, if you're actually worried about Doomsday just get him an ice
1: cream cone uh,
2: and there you go you show those brain frozen players who's boss yep
1: um that said i mean the deck is still super powerful and i do think it is uh like people are overestimating its difficulty like i didn't read any guides i didn't do anything i just rented the deck and hopped in leagues and yeah my first couple games i'm like uh, all right let's figure out these doomsday stacks how does this work and it definitely takes some thinking but it's not this impossible mountain to climb that some people make it out to be
2: so jerry are you saying that casting doomsday is the hardest part of the deck
1: honestly i've had more difficult show and tell games than doomsday <laughs> games. <laughs> and i i say that completely like not tongue-in-cheek like i say that completely seriously i because like literally with doomsday like it's easier like at least with like show and tell like i kind of have to get like the soul read on my opponent it's like do they have the ashen rider do they have the response do i put in do i put in emmercool or do i put in sneak attack and then activate sneak attack to sneak in the emmercool i
2: can't wait for someone to make a meme that meme of you in front of the mountain saying that show and tell is harder to play than doomsday because you know that's gonna happen
1: and and what yeah jasper is gonna be all over this but yeah no i 100 believe there that there are times when uh sneak and show is more difficult than doomsday because literally you just go to fairy your opponent can't cast (laughs) anything so they can't interact with you doomsday and as long as you have enough mana and the card draw then you just win the game like there's no way to to like besides making like a catastrophic error where you just forget how to play magic if you have a Teferian play and resolve Doomsday, there's no losing
2: from there. Uh, well, Doomsday, easier to play than Sneak and Show. You heard it here first.
1: Not in general. Just saying sometimes Sneak and Show has more difficult is more difficult to play than Doomsday. <laughs> I'm putting, Doomsday is just on Rails. I'm, it's just on Rails. I'm putting the Twitch
0: clip, by the way, in the show notes so people can watch it because I found it. <laughs> it didn't take long.
1: <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, uh, we'll go with that, Rich. You heard it here first. Sneak and Show, more difficult than Doomsday.
2: This is why people tune in for insightful legacy comments and content. People
1: overestimate, they overestimate the difficulty of Doomsday and they underestimate the uh, difficulty of Sneak and Show. It's it's the great injustice of the Magic Legacy universe.
2: What a world. What a world.
1: (laughs) Uh, so have you, are you still playing the deck rich or have you moved on to something else? Um,
2: I've been playing it, uh, I think the last league, uh, last night, actually, I, I streamed legacy, um, snow control. Mm. And that was number
1: two. Snowco, uh, is the, was rated number two best deck in the, in the format after, Do- uh, doomsday yeah. from our very official listener poll. <laughs>
2: It's a really fun deck. Um, it's, you basically take all the mistakes of 2019 that haven't been banned yet, and you jam them <laughs> in a deck, and, uh, you know, the, the mana base works because of 2019. So, you get your, your flying draw card snake thing, and, yep. um, you get, uh, Arkham's Astrolabe, which is another mistake, but you also have Oko, and Teferi. Narsets in there. Uh, it's, it's just, a... You know, force of uh, uh, force of negations in there. Um, you know, all, all of your favorites, and then um, you back it up with Preordain, ponder and brainstorm. So you get some mistakes from previous ages, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's just a pile of absurdity. One Snapcaster, so you can remember that not all mistakes are in twenty nineteen. They're just heavily concentrated
1: true true i am glad to see ice fan Coatle come down in price too on magic online because it got uh it got they did flashback drafts of modern horizons but right. ice fan coattle was pushing 50 dollars
2: each so i know this isn't one of those Dickens. pound mtg finance casts but um before they had the flashback draft i sold all of my modern horizons cards and then i rebought in on um on saturday and i ended up spent i ended up buying what i had before i spent three more tickets but i got three more forces of negation so that worked out nice
1: yeah i mean i just think it's absurd that ice fang coattle was more expensive than force of will for a while
2: it is like absurd
1: that's, like yeah. that's how much it's permeated the uh the metagame and we have seen you know with coronavirus and everyone being stuck at home Uh, the prices on legacy staples on Magic Online have been ticking up and up and up. Like more and more people are turning to Magic Online to get their legacy fixed since their LGSs are closed.
2: That's that's true, and that's actually a really sad um, point. You know, I've 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 talked with some of the uh, the people around here, and it's tough on local game stores because their business model is predicated on people coming in and buying Mm -hmm. things. No one, no one thinks that local game stores are the place to go for the best deals. You can already do that online, but they gave you a community. They gave you a place to play. They gave you a place to gather. And without that, uh, and uh, the fact that they can't really be buying or selling anything right now, but they still have to pay rent, that's an awful situation to put them in. And let's face it, it's not like they were the most remunerative business ventures prior to this anyway. Right, right.
1: Yeah, it's it's really sad to say, but I, I think we are going to see quite a few uh, LGSs close in, you know, th- when they closed for coronavirus, they, they were really closing their doors forever, and that's really sad, so... You know, definitely if you can, guys, support your LGS. If you want them to be around, if they have an online store, you know, don't just go with the whatever's cheapest on TCG Player. Uh, you know, buy it from your LGS's online store. You know, do what you what you can so that when all this is over, you have a place to play when we can all go back outside mm-hmm. again.
0: Yeah, I mean, people are getting you know, some people will be getting that check from the government uh, in the mid, in mid April as well. And uh, you know, if you're even if your game store is not open, if you can you know buy a gift card through them. Uh that you can use when the store does reopen. I'm sure it would give them some cash flow to to assist in getting through these these tough times for the mm-hmm. store. So it'd yep, be cool that's, to see that.
2: I so I just wanted to be able to put the doomsday deck together. So I, I didn't actually have a set of doomsdays, so I ordered them from a local game store and I I just, you know, paid more than I usually would have just so I could, you know, get them and support the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before this whole thing started, about a week before, uh, the game store in Norwood, uh, Command Zone Games, actually shut down, um, and that was sad. It's uh, you know I, I've known uh, I've known the the two owners, gosh, for a very long time, uh, twenty five years in one case, and longer for the other, and it's sad that they had to close. But you know there were. It's just not odd the it wasn't the best spot before this, and this was before it closed uh, before everything closed down, thanks to the coronavirus, so you know it's it's obviously going to be a struggle,
1: yeah, really is, so it just really helps to just support support your stores where you can guys um and you know just be have them be in a good place when all mm-hmm. this is over mm-hmm. um speaking of though I did. I got uh, you know to make sure we still want those paper cards. I got my uh, my digital paper set up. I uh, I played mm. against uh, Roland Chang uh, over the weekend. He helped me get it nice, all set up with nice. my my webcam. Oh, you're a cam girl cam now. Cam
0: officially. I'm a, cam, I'm
1: a I'm a magic cam girl officially. <laughs> officially, watch me cast those those hot hot instants and sorceries.
0: <laughs> what What did you play against uh,
1: Roland? Uh, so I played sneak and Show, obviously. Um, and then also I have uh, Blue-White uh, Stoneblade put together, hmm. which is a ton of fun. Um, it, and Rich, you'd be proud of me. My Blue-White Stoneblade deck does not run Astrolabe because I want to use my beta basics. Oh, <laughs> very nice.
2: Very nice. I get it. I get it. Um, if that's so actually I'm- the worst crime that Astrolabe has commit. It it means that you can't. You, you can. There are nice-looking snow basics, the Ice Age Moms. Mm-hmm. But oh Indeed. man, there's something really beautiful about those older lands. So I agree,
1: yeah. So, but it, it is awesome. Uh, also, there's been several communities that have kind of sprung up about that. Uh, we are going to put the link in the show notes, uh, but. Uh, Phil actually put together a discord for paper players so it's a it's a discord community service and literally you can just hop on there and say hey I'm looking for a game anyone want to jam some games people have their uh, their setup it's super easy Um, you basically have a webcam facing you that's not even necessary. Like I know a lot of webcams are sold out right now because everyone's stuck working from home. So if you can't get your hands on a webcam, not the end of the world. You don't need it. Uh, and then what you do is you have your phone uh suspended above your board mm-hmm. either like on a pile of books or i've seen people use a cardboard box with a hole cut in it so they can so the camera can peek through just however you can do it just suspend your phone above your board state and then on your computer you dial into the video call and then on your phone you dial into the video call so each player actually has two dial-ins one for their face and then one for their board state and then each player can choose to to enlarge the screen of the board state, and you guys can play a game of uh, Magic just digitally over the internet. And uh, I did it with Roland, and it was super easy to set up and a ton of fun. And it was it was honestly much more enjoyable than Magic Online because oh, there's was a high bar. That, I know, uh, so I know, I know. Not a very high bar to to pass, but just it still had that like human interaction that everyone complains magic online is lacking. And yeah. I, I felt it was a it was a really good experience. So uh if you're bored and looking for stuff to do, I would definitely recommend it. I'm gonna get on there uh later this week and jam some games. Mm-hmm. So if people wanna want to jam games, uh join that Discord server, join the uh the Leaving Legacy Facebook. I'll probably post stuff up there and we can, you know, maybe get some uh some fun round robins going.
2: Right on. Uh, the the ninety three ninety four community's been doing this for a while because of course Moto, in addition to other things that lacks, doesn't have important 93 and 94 cards like Chaos Orb and Shaharizad and even Jihad. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to do it that way. Um, and it works out really well. It's, it's, it feels like a way more social activity than playing on Moto.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Plus, you have all your cards and they're physical cards.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, you, right, you don't need to buy them again.
1: Right. So, yeah, In I, honestly, I think this might be a huge thing for people in areas without a very dense concentration of legacy players that this might just kick off for them a way to really enjoy their legacy decks that they haven't had a chance to before. You know, yeah. I always see people bemoaning the fact that they love legacy, but no one around them plays legacy. Well, now here's a way. Here's a new community starting up of, of legacy players that you can play anytime for all the way around the world. Mm-hmm. Right
2: on. Right on. I think it's great. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks I've played uh, webcam games of vintage legacy and 94, and it's just fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I know I was I was talking uh to the Dead Format and um you know, a couple of the other legacy uh podcasts, Eternal Dirtles too. I think we wanna try and set up a uh, like a podcasters and uh podcasters event where we can play some uh, some live magic against each mm-hmm. other.
2: Ah, wow. well if you let streamers in there, let me know and
1: uh <laughs> Yeah. Have a good old time. Yeah. Actually that's that's probably a good time to place to bring up Pat. Uh we got asked to plug an event coming up that people are probably gonna be uh interested in hearing about.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh so our friend Tom brought this to our attention. Uh it's gonna be Thursdays at eight on Tim's Twitch channel, which I don't know, do you happen to know the Twitch channel off the top of your head?
1: yeah it's tim schultz's yeah. twitch channel uh let me, let me pull see. it up uh, twitch.tv slash yes indeed s s-c-h-u-l-z-q-b-e-d really cool idea that uh that tim put together here uh gonna be super enjoyable to watch i believe they are doing it on magic online though mm-hmm. um I believe most, if not all, of the participants are going to have their own individual streams. So if you have your favorite Magic Online streamer that's participating, um, you can probably just tune into their stream to get their perspective of it. But they're putting together a two-headed giant battle of the decks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have the matchup list here. Let me see. So the way it, it's going to work is it's two-headed giant, and the teams are both playing are each playing the same deck. So there's the blue-red Delver team, which is Noah Walker and Rich Callie. There's the four-color Snoko team, which is J- Jarvis Yu and Mental Misstep. There's DNT, with is which is uh, XJ Cloud and Phil. Uh, there's Eldrazi, which is Max and uh, uh, Minho- uh, Min. Uh, there's Grixis Delver, which is uh, MZ Frosty and Goldacat. Tess, which is Bryant Cook and Vivirus. Uh, Reanimator by E.W. Landon and Jax. Ants with Cyrus and Cliffy. Hogak with White Faces and Romario Neto. Uh, Sneak and Show with JPA and Ziggy Stardust. Uh, Depths with uh, Duplicator and DNS Solver. Uh, Elves which with Hello Newton and uh, It's Julian. Uh, a miracles with, uh, uh, on How does, how does, uh, Anurag do that? Yeah. Do you know, Rich? Is it on ZD?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I... Okay.
1: But miracles with, uh, with Anurag, whatever Anurag screen name is and Stephanos, uh, dredge with Arcanfor and Orem. Lands with uh, Kolia and Ali, and Goblins with Cadron and uh, Markello. So some pretty big streaming names right there. Very it's going to cool. be an enjoyable, Very cool. Yeah, enjoyable tournament to watch.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Great idea. Hell yeah. I really feel like Magic has always been a, a game, ultimately, that fosters socialization. And I think that, you know, like when I showed up in Pittsburgh, I didn't know anyone, but I showed up at the CMU Magic Club and instant friends. And I feel like it's been that for a lot of people. And I don't think that has to end just because you can't go out in real life and meet people. You can still, you know, make friends remotely through magic. And it's, you know, socialization in general is a little harder right now. But even introverts need human interaction. And so I think there's there's a lot of value in just events like that and webcam games and ways to reach out to people and ways to um sort of be a part of other people's lives even if you can't say hang out with people at a bar or at a restaurant or go over someone's house
1: yeah 100% um you know it This whole situation really sucks, but I feel we are pretty fortunate that it happened in this day and age where we have these ways to still communicate with each other. Like, If this same thing happened in early 2000s or the 90s, like I honestly don't think magic would survive it.
2: I I don't know if humanity would. I don't know if um, this whole business of stay at home would have worked before we had video conferencing and uh, that sort of technology because people wouldn't be able to work people wouldn't be able to interact and so you know i don't know if this i don't know if this would have worked you know like did people yeah. all stay at home during the spanish flu i don't know probably not i mean
1: and then you have people like me who have realized that our everyday lives are what people refer to as quarantine <laughs> 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 right pat Mm-hmm. indeed <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so definitely some great opportunities tune into this event. It's going to be on Thursdays, uh, see some great players, play some great magic and then yeah, join, uh, Phil's, uh, discord server, uh, where there's, uh, some, you know, great paper magic happening. It's super easy to set up and, you know, keep that community alive.
2: Right on, right on. So I know we, we hadn't seen it before and last week we didn't get our, our spoilers from this new like yes. Korea set or whatever it's called. Um, but can we talk about that? Cause
1: yeah, let's let's talk about these spoilers. Boy, well, I have yes. a lot
2: to say about that.
1: Yeah, there's already been some spicy things coming out. So yeah, where do you want to start, Rich?
2: Um, I think I want to start... So first, 2019 was the worst year for Magic since 1999, which is the year that Saga came out. Um, unmitigated power creep. I, I know I got a little bit into this jerry's yawning so you can tell that i'm providing some exciting content here but um the uh
1: the downfall of webcams the
2: power of webcams (laughs) i can tell when i'm boring jerry thanks for being a good sport pat um i (laughs) so i i said this before but I'll, i'll reiterate the point um i i have a tremendous amount of respect for gavin he has been on He's been on this podcast before, and you know, he's just a really nice guy. I met mm. him before he worked for Wizards. Just super nice, super sociable, real, just genuine person. Um, and one of the things he said when people, when you guys were asking him about the future of magic was that sales were up. So that's good. And War of the Spark had been their best seller. Here's my fear. Here's why I don't quite think that's valid. Um You know that's like it. If someone's doing cocaine and you say, "How do you feel?" and he says, "I feel great," well, well, that's not really valid, is it? Because it it feels good. You don't know. Wait, wait, hold
1: on. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe, maybe they're doing great.
2: Mayday, mayday, we have a crackhead lifting up the bus. Must be Red ball. I don't know. I'm not the person that works in finance. So, some but, of the best um, music
0: has come out of the cocaine fueled uh, obsessions of some of our greatest rockers. So
1: I don't know if you, I don't know if you're if you're if, you're, if this holds. Water you you told me this wasn't going to be an intervention, Pat.
2: Tell Let's
0: let's say meth. If they're doing meth, like, oh, I feel great. Then you know it's you, you don't get to move
2: the goalposts, Pat. Right? <laughs> Doomsday is easier to play than Show and hell. <laughs> cocaine, apparently, not all that bad. <laughs> You heard it here first. But, um, so, so, you know, and here's why looking at straight up sales numbers is not a reliable metric for the health of magic. Um, power creep is selling your future. Power creep is monetizing your future ability to print meaningful cards and selling it now instead of having it invested later. It's, you know, magic has a deep well that you can draw from. And if you are judicious about it, then you'll be able to extract value. Old Time Morrow used to talk about this in his game design articles, that you, you don't want to kill the golden goose, as it were. You want to let it keep laying you golden eggs. And so you don't push power creep too much, because while that would give you a bunch of cards now, it'll throttle your ability to make cards in the future. And that's what I think War of the Spark is. It's, it's seeing wizards' hands wrap around that goose's throat and seeing wizards start to really sell off their ability to have magic last longer into the future in order to get cards that people buy now. Because Power Creep sells packs. If they printed extra Black Lotus that made 5 mana of any color for 0... Wouldn't violate the reserve list, but they sell a lot of packs. That doesn't mean it's a good idea, though. The same way that cocaine's not a good idea, because it's bad for your future, and it's bad for your future well-being. And so I think that Wizards is making a grave mistake with their so-called fire design philosophy, where they uh, essentially print broken cards and... Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm sure it feels good now. I'm sure cocaine feels good for the people who are doing it. I, I don't know. I've never used Coke, but, uh, you know, I, I assume so. Uh, but that does, doesn't mean it's a good idea. So a sales snapshot is the worst imaginable way to measure whether printing completely broken sets like War of the Spark is a good idea.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna tag on to that, Rich, because I've been getting the feeling lately that R&D is just plain out of ideas at this point, and like they're resulting, they're they're reverting to power creep because they just don't know what else to do. Like the mechanics that are coming out are just terrible, especially in this new set. Gosh, like mutate, mutate and champion, like. The pro the problem with with these sets for me is that it feels like it's explicitly designed for an online game. Yes, like they designed these cards for Arena with very little consideration for how they would play out in paper.
2: My goodness, you're absolutely right. Um, and it, I, I three of the different things have felt that way. So first, there's mutate, which is probably the most ridiculous mechanic I've ever seen. The long short of mutate is. Mutate cards have, are the top. So they're a stack of creatures.
1: <laughs> and there's so many rules. Like this one mechanic has more rules than entire other blocks worth of mechanics.
2: Right. Like <laughs> it's like they looked at Bestow from Nykthos and they were like, okay, guys, that's all right. But this is way too easy. Let's take it to the next level. Yeah. We need so if, Mega Bestow.
1: So if you if you mutate on top of the creature, it gets its power, and if you mutate underneath the creature, it gets its abilities, but then you can mutate multiple times, so you end up having this, like, really weird, like, card sandwich. Wait, 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 is
0: that really how it works? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I
1: read also, so, also just, just, just because, just because also non-human, just throwing oh, in there right. was it, already be it like so,
2: creatures.
1: so many people have already, it's like, Oh, why do you just throw that our noble hierarch? Oh, noble hierarchs a human. Oh, of course. Right. Right. Like I've seen that interaction play out a dozen times right. already. Right. Jerry, think about it.
2: <laughs> think about it. Flavor wise. Imagine if you could turn insectile aberration into a mutant wouldn't make any sense at all
1: right
0: (laughs) all right hold on so 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 the way i read mutate was you put this card underneath an existing creature you have in the battlefield and it just gains its abilities that's not how it works
1: no you can put it on top or below put it over here let me let me let me pull it up over or under Oh. And like I just see like this is gonna be horrendous for judges because like people are gonna be like oh could I read that card and they're gonna like, oh they mutate it into the creature
0: gonna, like... on top plus all abilities from under it right. oh so so it still but, gets the top creature's power and toughness and the abilities of the creature underneath it
1: oh well, that's right. not terrible but you could, well, what if you have but you also mutate mutated?
2: can you like sandwich the third one in between them
1: yes so you can mutate multiple times. And, like, it's just going to be terrible because now, like, so we've, so obviously we've always had library order matters. That's a given. Right. Then, important. then they, then, you know, pretty early on, they printed some cards that you, are graveyard wait, stacks. Wait, did you say matter.
0: library order matters?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, uh, wait, 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 follow okay. me here. Come, jo- join me in this journey. <laughs> 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 then they, then they printed, like, nether shadow and now, and now, like, graveyard yeah, no, that was matters. Really
2: that was, that was an original. Okay, card. yes. Yeah, graveyard so, so, order has always mattered. Yeah, so gravi- graveyard order matters. I mean, day, it, it's really. always
1: been it's always been like on the like a lot of people don't think graveyard order matters, especially standard players. But it has always mattered. Right. But now we have board state order matters, where right. now you also have to like keep the order of all of these cards on the board in the same order. And these are cards well, that you're going to be tapping to attack and moving around. The only around. thing that matters and, is the card uh, that's on be top. S- no well it matters if it's below or under right, right. and if you but, sandwich but what I'm them saying is, if you sandwich them that order matters But I'm saying well, is
0: like if you have three cards the only one that really needs to be on top is the top one the other two are just going to get the the top card's going to gain the abilities of the cards underneath it right so Yeah,
1: but what happens when you're playing against your opponent and the, they either do it by accident or also, like, my biggest thing is this is just angle shooter heaven. Like, so many angle shooters are going to be, like, reorganizing cards or, like, claiming cards were in different orders. But, like, someone picks up a card, they drop cards, cards get bumped. What like, if I
2: morph a card? Then it's upside down and sandwiched between other cards? Right.
1: right. Like, so... so like this this is something that is fine for online cuz the computer keeps track of all of this and it's fine but in practice so, it's going to be a nightmare.
2: What if I have a Dryad Arbor and I I mutate it with a Magus of the Moon? Does order matter there? Do, do we have timestamps for this?
1: Well, Magus of the Moon doesn't have mutate but like yeah, I mean Yeah, but there really could be soon. a card
2: that mutate a card from your hand. Why not?
1: Yeah, that could be that too. So, ah man, I just don't know. Like this, it just seems needlessly complicated for an ability that is basically just bestow anyways. Like that's, that's what's really the most egregious for me is they took an already fine ability in bestow and they're like, we're out of ideas. So let's just, let's just do bestow and make it more complicated. This feels (laughs)
0: like let's put a wacky, because wasn't mutating part of unhinged or not unhinged, unsanctioned?
2: Oh uh, yeah, that was Assembling uh, a contraption. Oh yeah, so right. this yeah.
0: feels like they took an unset mechanic and and then well. tweaked it a little bit to put it into a into uh, standard packs, and then like also some of these creatures. There's like a dinosaur hippo. Like it seems like they're really just trying to make like bring so, some of the silliness of the unset, yeah. which
1: is which is fine. Like the unset mechanic was fine if they had just let like literally just literally just ported it straight over from the unset, I would have been fine with it. The fact that it's below or above and you decide and depending on which, which one you choose determines on the, how it is affected. Like it, it's just way too convoluted. And like, while 90% of the time it's not going to be an issue and people are going to be fine. It still adds needless complexity to the game for what is just a very low payoff.
2: What I said on Twitter is that everything in the set should have had a silver border. I mean, we literally have flying sharks. And of course jumping the shark is an expression meaning that <laughs> something's gone way past its prime, and literally this set has jumping sharks. It's like they're, they're just telling you, they're admitting, that <laughs> they're out of ideas, you yeah. know? They've ruined gotta... the card frame, now they're ruining the design itself. And, but the, the most unlike thing they've done is there's a, a, is it a crystal golem, it's a 3-mana uh, 3-3. At the beginning of your attack step, Pick one of these ten abilities at random, and you can't pick the same one twice. And it gets some kind of one of ten different kinds of counters. <laughs> that's right. There's a creature that can give itself ten different kinds of counters.
1: Yeah. Also, Picked at re- random. Flying, no, flying, ratings. life link. All the evergreen mechanics are apparently just counters now.
0: <laughs> uh, right. So I think that's you, actually. You, so can I? Can I be honest? I think this set is awesome. <laughs> I'm just oh, looking at these cards. I'm really just looking. Like this is my first real look at the card because when cards get spoiled on Twitter or other places or like our Facebook page, I don't even bother looking at them because I'm always doing something. I'm always at work when it, when people are talking about it. So, but I'm looking at this set and looking at like the 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 mechanic. Like mutate to me seems like a really fun mechanic. And there's Godzilla. In the set, for some reason, oh like, uh, yeah, also, oh yeah, also, also, they
1: just printed them. They printed the same card with different names, which is extra confusing. Yeah, like,
0: like Sprite <laughs> Dragon is also printed as Dorat, the Perfect Pet.
1: This is uh, yeah? Which which confused the hell out of me because like I I didn't see Sprite Dragon at first. I only saw Dorat. and Dor and literally it says when Sprite whenever you cast yeah. an instant or source, you put a plus one plus one on Sprite Dragon. I'm just like, so what the hell is a Sprite Dragon? Did, like they <laughs> didn't
2: bother changing the how the card underneath refers to it says Sprite Dragon right. underneath
0: Dorat, the perfect pet it actually says Sprite Dragon.
2: Oh, does it? So yeah, I, I actually think that the Godzilla thing is cool because. I, yeah, you know, I'm fine with this. It. Some of this artwork,
0: too, is so freaking. The alternate artwork for, um, which one was it? Some of these have like, uh, for like Gem Razor. It's like the 90s comic book art. It's so cool. Yeah.
2: So, uh, let me see that. So, so, I am always happy to see them have different, diverse art styles mm. because that's how Alpha was. You had some watercolor, you had some crazy abstract stuff, and I love that. So, even if i don't like the art itself i love seeing wizards just just have something besides the safe corporate cookie cutter art that's just made the game much less appealing
1: i do love the seb mckinnon mythos cycle yes yeah.
2: those are alright i got to say guys seb mckinnon's set,
0: been killing this set it. to me seems really interesting i i, I get the mutate cami- mechanic seems a little little wacky
1: no, I mean, of course, like the yes, the art, the art is gorgeous as always, and like they have some oh my some God. cool stuff. alt art the, is
0: so; these are so cool. The alt art is cool. I, yeah, the alt art is cool. I am not like I, I say this. I say this often enough to where maybe it's actually just not true that I'm not an art person. But man, some of these are just really cool, man. Really yeah. cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like art, the. So we agree with you, Pat. Our issue is is that the art seems to be the only good part so, about this. So again.
2: Part of the charm of the Silver Border sets is that they have great art. Mm, totally. And and we haven't even gotten to the most ridiculous, wackiest, craziest... And I'm saying this drinking a can of Moxie, so <laughs> when I say something's crazy. Um, oh, man. So then there's... Have you ever thought, yeah, playing normal Magic's fun, but I wish it were EDH instead? Uh- what if I told you <laughs> that Wizards has solved your problem because now you don't have to play Commander or Tiny Leaders or Brawl to have a commander. You can have a commander in any. Yeah, can we that talk about want.
0: that because I don't fully understand what companion means.
2: Okay, here's what companion means. So let's say that you have. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Loras of the Dream Den. Because I think it's, it's so far, by far, the most broken thing we've seen. It's,
1: um, yeah, so far, I think it's probably one of the only things that's legacy playable. Yeah, I, I think
2: this is actually full-on like, legacy playable, ridiculous magic cards. So let me read it to you. It's Lorus of the Dream Dead. It is one colorless and then two black-white hybrid meta. It is a legendary creature, Cat Nightmare. Now, I think it's redundant. Once you said cat, the nightmare is implied, but we'll move on. (laughs) Companion, each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana cost two or less. Lifelink, during each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard, and it's a 3-2. So here's how the mechanic works. You, You have Lorus hanging out in your sideboard. And at the start of the game, you say, Hey, uh, my name's Rich, and my companion is Loras. And it's it's going to be right here, and it goes into your, I guess, I don't think it actually goes into your command zone, but it goes into essentially your command zone. And then you can cast it from your sideboard whenever you like. Uh, that is my understanding of how this mechanic works.
1: I've I've actually heard... So Companion's the one that I've heard most judges be concerned about because it's going to yeah. deck deck checks at night. So,
2: yes, this card... So All right, so I tell you at the start, nothing on my deck has a converted mana cost two or less. How do you know? There's another one that says that non online cards, you can't have more than one copy of any of them. Again, how do you know? Worse yet... What about when we sideboard? Is it still a legal card or did I sideboard in a ley line?
0: Hmm.
2: Right?
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting ability. And I think, and so far what I've heard from judges is just like, well, you got to trust your opponent.
2: That seems like a great idea. Good. Because no one's ever cheated in magic before. And (laughs) there's no way this leads to another case of cheating on a large scale. So once again, just like picking one of ten different things at random with, without replacement, and with me. <laughs> like throwing a bunch of cards on top of each other, this will be fine on arena. This will be fine on moto. This will be really awful for real life magic.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. So, um, and
1: that, and that's I think what's really concerning. Like all of these individually is not a problem. Like when we don't want to say like oh like this is terrible. We should just stop printing. mad. that's not what we're saying. It's just. It's concerning to us that Wizards now doesn't seem to be taking into account how the paper, paper magic plays out. Right. like it, it very much feels like we care about online, we care about arena, we don't really care about how it affects anything else.
2: Hmm. That does seem to be the impression that they're giving, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so as for the card itself... I think that it's very hard to overestimate the utility of having a commander. The fact that you get to play it from your sideboard makes it extremely powerful.
1: Well, at any time, too, you essentially are starting the game with an eight card hand. Yes, right.
2: Right. And
1: like, like champion is such a powerful mechanic in its own right that if anything's even remotely playable it that alone will push it into playability and legacy like lurus like i can see lots of decks playing Luris yeah. just because of the the just advantage of having a uh, commander
2: so yeah cyrus corman gill noted uh storm wizard extraordinaire just posted on the twitter that he thinks that um, this is a snap in storm and it's true there's It eats one of your sideboard slots for you to have a 3 2 lifelink thing, Mm -hmm. which means that in certain matchups, you'll be able to either turn one ritual, here's my cat, get you, or when your opponent's done everything and you get to the late game, you pop your lion's eye diamond and cast your cat. Oh,
1: I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this thing loves lion's eye diamonds. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Yeah, this card seems like it was tailor made, and then you could just recast the Lion's Eye Diamond on your turn because once each turn you can cast right. a permanent with convert mana cost two or less. So literally, you have no cards in hand. Pop Lion's Eye Diamond. Play this from your sideboard. Replay Lion's. Yeah, but Eye doesn't
0: Diamond. this like doesn't that make like certain things not like ad nauseum no longer can it be included? No, no, no. It's permanent. It's Pat. Each, permanent. Yeah.
1: Permanent card in your starting deck has commander. Ugh, I, didn't, I yeah. just noticed this. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. So you can
1: have, you can have omni, oh, not omniscience, not but you, omniscience. Can enter, you can have enter the infinite in your deck and still play Lurus. So remember
2: earlier, Jerry, when we were talking about comparisons between Doomsday and Show and Tell? Yes. Doomsday has a pet cat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Doom's... dooms. Well, you'd have to lose Teferi if you... Uh, Good.
2: Luris, oh, that's true. That's true. I don't
1: think... I don't. I think you still want Teferi over lyris
2: You might, but again, the value of f- free in your hand forever, whenever you want to cast it, is huge.
1: Yeah, I, I think everyone, when you're looking at these spoilers, you need to take a very close look at any card that has companion just because of its raw power hmm. potential that... You know, if it's playable at all, it's going to be more playable than you give it credit for just right. as the card by itself.
2: Right. There's one of them that is only friends with you if all of your non land cards are unique, and I think it's an Otter that's like a 3-mana three 3-2 three that forks one of your own spells. Um, um, but- question. If yeah. you have
0: two cards with companion in your sideboard, one of them has to be your chosen companion to be castable from outside the game?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. I because it says, if this card I is your so. chosen companion... Oh, so it has... Yeah, good. I guess that makes sense, because otherwise you would be able to have four copies of Loris the Cat. So your whole game plan is just, look, I have four Lori and I'm just going to cast him, oh, and then if you deal with him, I'll play him. What I
0: mean one. is, like, multiple... So maybe... So mul- I mean multiple different creatures with companion. That's what I meant. So oh, I guess if you it have says, four of them in the sideboard... Because the, I think they can all be... I don't know. How, how does that work exactly? Uh,
2: it uh, it has to be that you pick one card because they basically ripped off the commander. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it works that way. But instead of... So if commanders have the requirement that you have the right color identity for your deck and Loris the Cat is particular on your converted mana costs.
0: Mm, interesting.
2: But it's it really... Like, just like commanders, they restrict your deck construction. Right.
1: This one's interesting. Umari the Collector... Two hybrid green black, uh hybrid green black for a four or five, champion. Each non land card in your starting it, it's deck is a card companion. type.
0: You, you keep what saying champion. Say? Yeah, cha- oh. champion is a oh. un- sorry, un- <laughs> sorry, <mechanical> mechanic <laughs> from like. Sorry, uh, sorry, it's,
2: it's sorry. Which one for, of those? Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. You exile, a, thinking. <laughs> a, you exile <laughs> but, uh, a creature of the same type until it goes yeah, back to the so yeah,
1: wishful, wishful thinking
2: just bring back champions so instead. what does what does uh this card do it's a four, so, mana four or five
1: yeah four mana four five companion each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type when it comes into the play choose a card type spells you cast of the chosen type cost one or less to cast
2: so if you pick instant you could have all instants in your deck
1: and they all cost one less to cast. So I
2: don't think that slots into any existing deck, does it? I don't think There's it does either. It's just card.
1: the one that, like, looking through almost most interesting a card to me.
2: type. Right. So it has to be all sorceries or all artifacts
1: or all creatures,
0: elves. It could be like an well, elves like.
2: But elves has natural order though. Yeah. Choose a card type. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it slots into anything right now. I'm just saying it was the one that got right.
2: interest. It actually would have been a much more interesting card if it were blue, because then it could be the companion for high tide.
1: Oh yeah. That would be great for high tide if it was blue. Non land yeah.
0: card in your starting deck. So like right. even if you have instance and sorceries, that have, that'd have be tribal instant sorceries, correct?
2: No, no, no. Um card type, so instance or sorceries. Shit.
1: I do love that this set has...
2: Not,
0: not creature Oh, okay, card type. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: Yeah. Huh. I mean, again, high tide's the only deck I can think of off the top of my head that's really all one card type. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess goblins, but you have ether vial, and even death and taxes has a few pieces of equipment and some vials.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it might be too restrictive. I
2: think that one's too restrictive. The set has some wacky cards. It really there's, does. There's a there's a turtle, and like most turtles, it has haste. And um, yes, <laughs> and and it's a fast turtle. Speaking of things that don't make any sense unless you're playing online, it's it's a it's like an eight-eight trample or some some sort of nonsense for a turtle. And it's it's one red and a colorless to cycle it. And if you cycle if you cycle a card with that name four or more times instead of discarding it, it just arrives on the battlefield for you.
1: Yeah. So Yadaro wandering monster, five red, red for an eight, eight legendary creature, dinosaur, turtle, trample haste cycling for one in a red. When you cycle Euro, the wandering monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yadro, the wandering monster four or more times, this game Put it onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead.
2: So I'm not sure it's going to be good, but I can't wait to make a standstill deck with a stupid card.
1: Oh, that's hilarious! A standstill. Turn oh, to standstill,
2: right. and then I don't need to kill you with Mistress Factories. I'm going to cycle my Dino Turtle four times, <laughs> and then I'm going to wait. Win. There's a
0: Shark NATO card. Did you guys
1: see this?
2: They, they've oh, completely yeah. yep. given up. No that's right? so funny. They, shark. They have shark nothing type left of... in the tank. <laughs> It's an actual yeah, shark
0: typhoon. That's so good. Oh, and they've
2: and been completely... See, this should have been a Silver bordered set and Wizards are just sort of out of it. I can see why you we'll feel find, that way. Yeah,
0: it's it does yeah, it does we'll, feel we'll, like they've taken some... Yeah it's, yeah, it's interesting.
2: We'll be summoning Mr. Potato Head soon enough. <laughs> we already sort of have... Mutate's like the Mr. Potato Head mechanic, right? Like, Like, all right, we yeah. start with our potato. We're going to mutate eyes onto him. And here's his briefcase, so he can go do potato business. And now he's wearing a top hat because he's Mister Potato and has to be a like dapper potato. And that's kind of what this is, right? You just sort of reach into the kitchen, find whatever is in the refrigerator, and jam a pair of eyeballs on it and call it a day.
0: Can, can I tell you what I don't like? What, what I think is kind of like a, a failure in some of the card yeah, design. Sure, here. I've been telling you about what I don't
2: like for the last so. Hour, so, go right ahead. so they've
0: taken like you know how he said like they took some of some cards in the set and then they gave them. Alternate art with these interesting like names, uh, yeah. so like King Caesar, Ancient Guardian is only a three four, but it's like this tight ty- giant towering monstrosity <laughs> because it's actually because it's actually Huntmaster Liger, which is like this three white for a three four, but then they <laughs> then they're like oh no, this actually is King C. It just it's interesting to me, like you know, ar- so, like armored ki- uh, like this this ar- ar- <sighs> armored killer is a four four. It should be it should be much bigger, in my opinion. That's so that, to me. That's just a, I, like like Godzilla I think primeval Champion is an eleven eleven. That makes sense, but like yeah, but like a similar sized armored killer is a four four. So I just think that's a so. I
2: actually really like I like the fact that they tried. Um, my mom really likes Godzilla, so I'm going to try to get her some of the Godzilla mm. cards, like um, like regular Godzilla, Mothra, Corona Godzilla. They're all in the set mm. and. Um, you know, I, I'm going to try to get, Ooh, some they have of like a spirit, Mecha. So. Is that
0: like a Mecha Godzilla? Yeah.
2: Rocket, yeah. They're, they're, rocket the, launchers. The, the but it's only a three, three. It doesn't make any sense. The, <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, so that's the one where you like random choose without replacement. What ability? Yeah, That's crystalline
0: giant. Just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I think I think and, the art like the art on these uh, I I don't know what are these called exactly I know this is a I don't know they're Godzilla they, oh they're they're kaiju they Godzilla call them kaiju alt art promos I guess
1: yeah kai kaiju is the Japanese word for they're, like giant
0: I mean film, excuse so my language sure. but they're fucking awesome like the art is so
2: cool um, they are really cool um, I mean but, like
1: I think the art in in general in this set like obviously the Seb McKinnon of stuff course. is awesome oh, yeah but,
2: his stuff's been like, just. Just fantastic. no, the art
0: is real. I think that a lot of this art is really, really cool. I, I, I'm, yeah,
2: a- I, I'm probably going to try to get some of those, um, Robo Godzilla mech monster, whatever they're called, for my workshop. Day. I,
0: do you think this is going to be a fun set to draft?
2: I don't know. I, I basically haven't drafted since new card frames came out and made the cards were not worth I helping. have
0: not drafted in years, but like, this seems like I don't know. Like, is, I don't, I don't want to play standard, but. It
2: seems like a set that I'd want oh, to play with. Yeah, no point in letting your standards drop at this point.
1: <laughs> so, also the other thing is you you should get the Godzilla stuff early because did you see the uh, card that they announced is in the first set? But they're going to be pulling.
0: Oh for, yeah, yeah, Corona Godzilla. They're going to pull it.
1: Yeah, there's literal literal factual Corona Godzilla. Well, it's Death Corona.
0: That's <laughs> that's stupid. That's dumb. Like, don't
1: space space Godzilla Death Corona.
0: There's also there's also a. Uh... Which one is it? The gloom pangolin? Are they gonna are they gonna pull that too? Because they shouldn't. What's a gloom
2: pangolin? It's just
0: a two and a black common for for a, for a one five. It's a vanilla one five. Oh.
1: wait, you're telling me that they had pangolin in the same set yes. as Corona Wizards
0: Wizard side. Yeah, I said that to our start, I said to our, chat, our our podcast group chat. But uh, I must it's have a little that. it's a little I on the nose. That. But at the same time, like
2: uh, so, am I missing something? What is wh- a pangolins like a
0: creature, Yeah, it was it's con- it's considered one it's of the like a, reasons it's like why, an co- why COVID-19 was transferred to humans was because of pangolins. I am not even trying to pick a pangolin out
2: of a like. It lab. looks like it looks a like pang- an armadillo it, and like, a It's like it's
0: an arm- porcupine or uh a, yeah, like an armadillo and a porcupine a possum. Together.
2: It's like an armadillo, no, and, armadillo a and anteater,
0: sorry, armadillo and anteater.
2: Yeah. See, you guys yeah. can't even describe it. I can't <laughs> tell if it's a porcupine or a really, They're really, they're really cool. They
1: look star. like baby dragons. Like I, I want a pet uh, pangolin. I think that would be awesome. But uh, too soon,
0: yeah. too soon. Um, too soon. but yeah, I, I, I think that's silly to be to pull a card from the set because it has a, it has a bad word that we so asso- that you know that we are associating with a bad time right now. It's it's that seems a little, I don't know.
2: I, I w- I've heard the sales w- of Corona beer are way down.
1: They actually discontinued Corona beer. Did what? they really? Uh, Modelo announced that they're not they're not making Corona beer right now. Well, not because of Corona, oh. but because oh, you said
0: discontinued, no but like there's you mean demand. like they've halted production on it.
2: Yeah, they, they, it's not okay. Like it's
0: well, gone when forever. you said discontinued, that may that's that's what I imagined that
2: that event. Wow, man! Ow. Like they still make Moxie, and no one's liked this <laughs> eucalyptus flavored medicine <laughs> since the thirties. <30s. laughs>
1: Mike, I told you, Rich, it's my grand. It was my grandfather's favorite uh favorite yeah. soda, Moxie soda.
2: Old things are good, new things are bad.
1: <laughs> that is, I will that say is though, your,
2: I, that I, will be the cry at your funeral, Rich. <laughs> old
0: things are <laughs> That'll be good. on your tombstone. <laughs>
1: Um, I will say though, I do kind of like the idea of making uh mechanics counters cause it allows you to do some cool things with them. Sure. So, uh, like with, so the space Godzilla card, which is, uh, alternate art of void beckoner, it looks like yes. void or void, You're right. Be- void beckoner. Yep. Yeah. Void beckoner. And it's six black, black for an eight, eight death touch. And then it has cycling two and a black. When you cycle this card, put a death touch counter on target that's creature cool. you control I like that that's a that see that is a cool ability you know why because cycling was already a cool ability that they mm-hmm. brought Yeah, cycling. great. I love cycling. They they didn't just try and shoehorn in a new mechanic by like borrowing it from one thing and then stapling it to something else and made a monstrosity and just said here you guys so figure I, it out you mean
2: they mutated the mechanic
0: so I just yeah. found out what kaiju are An today. It on you. I, I learned what kaiju are mm-hmm. today, and I want to get all these art promos. They're so cool.
2: They are yeah. cool, and
0: I legitimately
2: think they're yeah. awesome. And I want to get at least Godzilla and Mothra for my mom, who likes that yeah. stuff.
1: I really like the Mothra card just because I feel like that's, uh can open it up to some cool combos. Not good combos, <laughs> but good combos. But uh, cool combos. Casting
2: Mothra is the hardest part of the deck. <laughs> it is.
1: So, yeah, Luminous Broodmoth, two white-white for a 3-4 flying. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with flying. So, in one way, yes, that's just really cool. That can be some cool combos with, like, infinite comes-into-play abilities with, like, a Phyrexian Dreadnought. And so, then... does the
2: game just... What, if I play a Phyrexian Dreadnought... Um.
1: Well the second the second time it comes it dies with flying, so the cycle
2: ends. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: But there there are a few cards that it's like all creatures lose flying
2: or you know. So you I play Gravity play. Sphere and then I play Dreadnought and then I've caused the game to stall.
1: Right. Well, unless you have a way that infinite comes into play triggers causes your opponent to to
2: die. So like so I get Gravity Sphere, Pandemonium, actual Mothra and Phoenic and Dreadnought together. And then I deal infinite damage times 12
1: to my opponent. Correct. We broke it. Yes, I said fun combos, <laughs> not good combos. <laughs> but also just this card on its own, like that's value. Uh, basically, all of your creatures have Undying, except instead of plus one, plus one counters, they're flying counters. Is it a
2: three mana, three,
1: three flyer? It's a four mana, three, four flyer. Oh, so it, okay. it dodges bolts and it dodges Abrupt Decay. Oh, good so problem. it's actually kind of hard to kill.
0: Guys, do you think Sprite Dragon's going to be good enough for
2: Blue-Red Delver? I think so, yes.
1: Uh, I think the two-drop slot is too crowded. Like, maybe if it was printed five years ago, it would be good enough. But, like, what was that blue-red wizard that Storm didn't see? Storm Mage. Or but, Storm Chaser Mage? But
2: he only got temporary bonuses. This is the set of counters in Godzilla, so this little dragon gets a permanent plus. So it's a blue and a red for a 1-1 a flying haste. Mm-hmm. Every time you cast a non-creature spell, it gets a permanent plus one plus one. Like it
0: it seems so cool.
2: Is like, it
1: is it better than Dreadhorde Arcanist though? I don't think so. No, but it
2: might be better than Young Pyromancer because it has haste. Uh, haste is really good. Haste is haste is yeah. basically a card unto itself. When you're trying to burn your opponent mm. out, it would be a different oh, one. it a different
0: version useful. of Blue Red Delver. I'm not saying like this slots into to what we know today. Like this to me is like more like oh this is, this goes in the prowess version of Blue Red Delver. You know what I'm saying? Which like Arcanus? Yeah. In my opinion, Arcanist is probably too slow in that deck. Like I don't know if I'd play Blue- yeah, Arcanist in in the prowess version of Blue Red Delver.
2: I don't know, he's really good, but I, I think I, I like this card more than most people. It might not see play, but I would not be I, I think there's a good chance it sees play and it's certainly worth testing.
1: Yeah. Man, I need these Seb McKinnon arts. I just keep going back yeah, to them. They're really I mean, nice. Look, they're really He's nice. gotta be the best yeah. artist myth- like in magic
2: and- right now, right? <laughs> oh I think he I think he is by far the yeah. best artist doing magic cards today. Um, yeah. He's got such a cool sound. Man, style.
1: Uh, it's too bad that this card isn't isn't better because the name is perfect. Mythos of Brokos. <laughs> 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 like, imagine if it actually was a really good card. Like, that would have been perfect. That Snapdax been
0: awesome. is yeah. such a cool name. Snapdax, Brokos. What? Yeah, those are good names. Vadrok's a good
1: name. So, Mythos of Brokos is two green, green, sorcery. If blue, black was used to cast the spell. So, basically, if you spent. Uh, blue black green green search your library for a card and put it into your graveyard then shuffle your library and then it just has its regular ability return up to two permanent cards from your graveyard to your hmm. hand not not good like i don't hmm. see that being playable at all but the or the art is absolutely gorgeous cool. and that name is that name is yeah. awesome
2: <laughs>
1: that is. mythos of yeah, brocas sweet
2: so it looks like the set is mechanically dismal, but the, the flavor is really good, and the art's really good.
1: Yeah, flavor's great, art's great, um, there's definitely some really cool cards, it's just, man, it, like, if Cycling wasn't in this set, I would just write off all of the mechanics in yeah, this set.
2: Yeah, I, I do like Cycling, is a great mechanic, back when Magic cards were much better. Good old Urza Block. <laughs> you know, by the way, that when you're like, the only mechanic that makes sense is the one that we brought back from Urza Block. That's not a good sign for the set. Uh, well
1: also, I'm pretty sure that they planted cards in the set that they were intending to do more Godzilla ones, and then didn't like Kogla the Titan Ape is literally just King Kong. Yeah. I, it is actual oh, yeah, factual King, King Kong. Kong. Card? There's I don't think so there's a King I guess card.
2: I saw that card, which is Exactly King Kong. He's like climbing a tower and he's got a girl in his hand, just like King Kong. Right? Yeah. And the, abil- the it's, ability it's, it's is like a picture of King Kong.
1: Right. And its ability is one green retart- return target creature. You control to its owner's hand. Kogla gains indestructible until end of turn. Like this is literally just King Return
0: Kong. target so human. I, you control to its owner's hand. Oh, right. Cool.
2: Right. Huh? Right. He, he steals the lady and runs off the tower. And yeah, it's- I feel,
1: fi- I feel like I'd have to include it in Seek and Show just for the flavor. Like, <laughs> three green, green for a seven, six, legendary creature, ape. When Kogla, the Titan Ape, enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. That alone is pretty useful. Whenever Kogla attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment, defending player controls. Mm. So, wow. I mean, not terrible. Mm. It's no, it's no Grizzlebrand or Embercool or anything like that, but. Man, it, that's still what about not this? bad.
0: Uh, Ominous Seas is one U for an enchantment. Whenever you draw a card, put an Omen counter on Ominous Seas. Remove eight Omen counters. Create a blue eight-eight Kraken creature token, and has cycling too.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That's that's being heralded as kind of like another uh, thing in the ice, like alternate win condition that you can include in your sideboard. You can just like, put that decks. in sneak and I-
0: show. You could put that in any blue deck too. Like that includes like drawing three cards off Brainstorm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, literally any cantrip yeah. deck could run that card. And, I like, if any any cantrip deck that's looking for an alternate win condition... Like, I if you have this in that.
0: Sneak and Show and you've just drew 7 with with Grizzlebrand, like, you're going to make a blue 8-8. Eight eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, you probably don't need it at that point if you have Grizzlebrand yeah, in fun. play. But, like, it's still if, like, they surgical your show and tells or, like, you just can't get your combo off. Like, just being able to have that in play and cast some cantrips yeah. and win, like, that's, that's yeah, like worth that. it.
2: So, there's also a a Naturalize that has Cycling.
1: And I would think that that would be good if we didn't just get that other modular Naturalize that can also remove a card from a graveyard, and I just think that one's still better.
2: Well, I think it depends. I think that um, Wilt, I think it's called Wilt, is a main deckable card, while the other one isn't. I mean, we do have two strictly better than Naturalize cards, which is kind of bonkers to me. Um but man putting cycling on a situationally good card is really powerful.
1: Yeah, we talked about that with Gavin when he was on that uh you know having these cards that would usually only go in your sideboard but making a small tweak to them to make a main deckable like a braid was kind of like that and then honestly any situational card you throw cycling on all of a sudden now it's a
2: main deckable mm-hmm. card. That's true. Uh and then and then we get to reel the everwise and it looks like she's a zero three 3 for a blue-red and a colorless. Riel, the Everwise, gets plus one plus zero for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. Whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. Wow, holy moly. Can we talk about Riel and what this card yeah. represents? How does
1: that how does that work though? Because it's only the first time each turn, what, so
2: one or more cards for the first time. So you you can't combo off with it. But so if I go to my turn and I play Lions Eye Diamond and I pop it and discard six, I draw six cards.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> also, Faithless Looting is. Uh, draw 2, discard 2, draw 2. Yep. That's pretty you, good. You tap your
2: Bizarre and uh, draw 2, discard 3, draw 3. Yeah. Um, Dax Faden is draw 2, discard 2, draw 2 again.
1: Yep. Same with Careful Study. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. So, Vintage Xerox decks are already playing a few Dax Fadens, or is it Dax Faden if you want the plural? And... Um plus one plus zero for every incident of in sorcery in your graveyard means that this is gonna be like a five three for three anyway. What about, like
0: breakthrough in this card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like pretty just gross pay too. pay blue, so,
0: draw four cards, discard your whole hand, then draw like whatever what, ten cards or whatever it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be ridiculous, and the fact that there are already decks that are playing a lot of these cards that it combos with ...means that you don't even really need to build around it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of gross. Kind of like gross. <laughs> oh, man.
2: There's also this human lord, um, General Kudro of Drannith. He's a colorless of black and a white for a 3-3. Three, three. Other humans you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever he or another human arrives on the battlefield... ...exiles our card from an opponent's graveyard... ...and you can pay two mana, sacrifice two humans... And destroy target creature with power four or greater. So there are already humans decks in a lot of different mm-hmm. formats, and now now they have a lord who deals with things like Tarmogoyf and also graveyards. So that solves a yeah. lot of problems.
0: I would also say, just looking at the art, he also doesn't like the new Magic frames.
2: I he, he looks like he, a grumpy. Guy. You're right. <laughs> he he does. He does. He's he, looking uh, out of
0: his frame, thinking this thing is a travesty.
2: Right, he's looking at his stupid (laughs) Legends hat thinking, man, I wish I were printed back in 97. Can we talk
0: quickly about, uh, where is it? Pouncing Shore Shark.
1: Yeah, that's literally the. No, no, no. It's
0: Street Sharks. Do you guys remember Street Sharks? Oh, right. (laughs) Uh, Street Sharks was badass. I love Street street Sharks.
1: sharks. That's so
0: awesome. (laughs) The uh, alt art for it is Uh, awesome, too. It's really good, too.
2: They've really given up. Uh,
0: But you know what, though? It's It's such a. It's so funny to watch it to see it happening. Oh,
2: Dire Tactics is a card in this set which kind of feels like where we are.
1: Oh wow, there are so many Godzilla cards. I did not realize there are this many of them. Is the entire set? Well, isn't this Godzilla isn't this cards? like the Plane
0: of the Monsters basically? Isn't that the idea?
1: Oh, is that what it is? Oh, is that why mutate? Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I believe it's. I,
0: I think that's what it's. Hold
1: on. Also, I feel. They What's definitely. It? They definitely Ikoria? had a. Because there's a missing spot right here. Maybe they just haven't spoiled the King Kong one, but there's a missing oh, spot. Oh, layer of behemoths.
0: Oh. That's what it is. The layer of behemoths. So, yeah. They're going to have monsters there. I don't know, man. I like. Some of this art is just really fantastic. I think the mutate mechanic for for all the problems it may cause, I think is really interesting and the companion thing I'm not super hot on. Um
2: I think companion could just be too broken. I yeah, really I, I,
0: just, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um
1: I think it's gonna cause a huge amount of problems. I
0: just think I think this, like you're right, gonna have like to it. it's it's just gonna be like the new normal is like, okay, on your deck on your sideboards, like you need to put a star next to your chosen companion if you have a companion card.
2: No, no but it changes every game. And the way you sideboard could impact whether or not you even have a companion. So it literally changes game yeah, by game. Inter- well, uh, you, unless I'm- you could even build a deck with two different potential mm-hmm. companions, and then pick which one you're going to use. Is like, that something you can you do when you know who your opponent? Is that something
0: is? you can do every game though? You can ch- choose different. That's what I was saying. Like if you it have would, two different,
2: it would have to be because what if I sideboard in Lines and so now the cat won't talk to me?
0: Yeah. You? Interesting. I don't know. Maybe you just don't choose it to be your companion, then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Right, right. Which means that you dynamically choose your companion. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of 2020 is getting used to new normals. Yeah, that's true. And they're not necessarily good normals. And I, that's kind of where want, we are with magic.
1: I want to know where Rodan is. Why are there, like, eight different Godzillas? Wait, what's Rodan? In Rodan? Oh, wait, no, there he is. I found Rodan. Okay, Rodan's my which, favorite Which Godzilla one's monster. that? It's the flying one. Mothra? No, the good one, not Mothra.
2: Oh, uh,
0: which one's Rodan?
1: Rodan's like the pterodactyl.
2: Oh. Oh yeah, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. And we Rodan haven't even gotten a... any land from this set, have we?
1: Also, what's oh, p- that Dirgebat? Rodan is a cat.
0: <laughs> is that the Dirgebat one?
1: Yeah. No, it's not the Dirgebat. It's Vadrock Apex of Thunder, which it's Rodan, which is a pterodactyl, but he's also a cat. Why is it legendary? Legendary creature, elemental dinosaur cat. Wait, what, what do you
0: hell? Where? Where? What is it <laughs> called again?
1: So Rodan is the alt art for Vadrock's Apex of Thunder. Vadrock Apex of Thunder. Ah, uh, so it's blue, red, white for a flying first strike three three, mutate for one hybrid blue white or a red red. When this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana oh, cost, or less, from your graveyard without
0: paying Titan of cost. the Winged Fury, but it's a 3-3. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. That bothers me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Roden, Titan oh, of yeah. Winged Fury is a 3-3. It'll just mutate into something else. It doesn't really matter. It'll mutate into this yeah, legendary, you legendary it, elemental it, we'll on, You here. have to
0: mutate it underneath uh, an Emrakul.
1: Why? I don't understand why we need these this many Godzillas. You know, I like Godzilla as much as the next guy, but Godzilla's kind of overrated.
0: I don't know. I'm pretty. I don't. I don't like Godzilla at all. I've never watched any of the movies, but this all this this art has me hyped up right now.
1: No no no, don't get me wrong, like I think the Godzilla things are cool. I wish there were a different mon like I don't need eight different variants of Godzilla. Like why do I need Godzilla Doom Inevitable, Godzilla Primeval Champion, so, Godzilla King of the Monsters, I, Bio Quartz Space Godzilla.
2: I will say I think the most disappointing <laughs> card in this set is Channeled Force. You'd think that if there's any card in Magic that you would pay life instead of the mana to cast, it would be Channeled Force. But no, nope, you have to pay full retail for it. It's terrible.
0: I still got Street Sharks in the mind. Street Sharks. I wonder if you can watch Street Sharks. You must anywhere. be able to, right?
1: I just rewatched all of uh Disney's gargoyles. Was it was
0: good? It was awesome. I, I I remember that show. That was a good show.
1: Yo, that show holds up. I highly it's on Disney Plus. Oh is I it? I highly recommend everyone watch Yeah, everyone watch gargoyles because then Disney might bring it yeah. back for a new season like they've been I'll with link Jerry's shows,
0: username and, and password in the show notes for everyone yeah, thank you, that'd uh, be great
1: I actually don't even have, I, I steal Disney Plus from someone else
0: they'll never know don't <laughs> they'll never know when their yeah. account gets throttled in <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they, they won't notice until season 2 of Mandalorian <laughs> comes out <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome
1: well, should we wrap it yeah, up? We have, yeah, we
0: haven't been going a long time. Um, yeah, we can wrap it up. Jerry, uh, let's get into scoops and poops. Who are you scooping scoops. in top eight this week, Jerry?
1: Uh, I'm going to scoop in all the awesome LGSs out there. Uh, you know, wouldn't have magic the way it is if it wasn't for you guys. And, you know, I just want people to make sure that you don't forget about your LGSs. So sh- share some love, guys. Definitely. Uh, any poops? Uh, Amazon Fresh delivery. I've been refreshing my page for the past forty-eight hours trying to get a delivery. And it's not going to no happen. Deliveries. Like
0: if I I was like I was getting Peapod pickups for a while for months actually, and uh, now like the, the closest delivery time or pickup time is two weeks out, so I don't even bother anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like someone's getting it delivered. It's not like they've stopped deliveries entirely. It's just yeah. there's such it's high. Just
2: demand. a big yeah. for it. Yeah, it's tough.
1: But the thing is, like Amazon Fresh's wait list is three days, and if it's more than three days, they just yeah. don't have it.
0: Well, yeah, what can you do? Uh, how about you, uh, Rich? Who, do you, who are you scooping a eight this week?
2: Um, so, you know, I think that scoops to uh, everyone in the, uh, the vintage legacy 93-94 communities who are helping each other get through a difficult time and helping everyone sort of not be alone through the power of the internet, whether it's chatting, making games, making content, whatever it is, taking part in uh, chats on streams, just sort of joining in to uh, you know make sure that people aren't feeling alone. So big, uh, big scoops on that and uh, poops on the coronavirus because mm-hmm. seriously, man, what did we ever do to you?
1: Uh I mean was that a rhetorical question or <laughs>
2: oh, Yeah, I mean I don't think we've ever done anything to the coronavirus.
1: Ah, uh, you can argue it's it's what we've done to the planet, but Wait, I what? Go
2: there wait no, are you man.
1: saying are you saying to, human, i didn't want to open up the scan of worms
0: oh, you're just like fucking smoking up real bad and just saying oh maybe humans are the virus guys maybe this is the <laughs> earth, and humans are the actual virus and the
1: corona is no, just jerry antibodies. has godzilla
2: that's not what i'm saying jerry has that's godzilla on his mind but, uh, it's all an extended metaphor for sort of that's you know.
1: not what i'm saying i'm just saying I'm just saying it's it's a little...
2: Jerry, are you saying that Captain Planet's real and he's trying to kill all of us?
1: You know, I'm saying maybe the world be a little bit better if everyone watched Captain Planet as a
2: kid. You heard it here first. Nature's trying to murder us all.
1: Listen, have you ever seen this M. Night Shyamalan classic called Knowing?
0: No.
2: Did anyone see the movie Tron? No. 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 No.
0: No. No. Yes. I mean, no, no. I don't even know if that's the right <laughs> there was one M. night
1: Ch- I think Knowing was the one with uh, Nick Cage. Uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking, oh, what was it? There was some M. Night... No, no. There was some M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie where, like, all the plants release pheromones that make people oh, want to the kill happening. themselves, and it was like... The Happening. That's what it is. It's Knowing Nick was about Cage, Nick Cage, it's and uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes, yeah. Same, same plot, different movie. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, the- maybe this is our the, this is our the, the plant moment.
0: pollen uh, uh, basically convinces every human to commit suicide which like when it's allergy season that's how I feel so I think it actually does work
1: <laughs> you think that was the inspiration yeah. for that movie like I'm not I'm night channel was like man these allergies are killer and then a light bulb went out and like I remember being idea. a kid
0: and having Jerry's
2: hot takes. I remember
0: being a kid and having allergies so bad my eyes were so itchy that I wanted to scoop melt with a spoon so yeah I, I it was it was bad it was bad. Uh so your eyes get the yeah, scoops. Yeah, eyes get the scoops. Uh no, actually I'm going to scoop in uh onward. Uh the movie that was supposed to be in theaters right now but since it since no one's going to movie theaters, Disney released it on Disney Plus. Uh it's a it's a really really great uh Pixar animated movie. Um it's got Chris Pratt and then uh who's the guy who plays Spider-Man? Whatever his name is. Wait, which, new, which which one? The, the little the young kid, Tom Holland. Tom, yeah, Tom uh, it's it's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's got a lot of D&D ref- references. It's basically a movie about D&D. Um and uh it was really it was a cute movie. I watched it with my kids and my wife on Sunday and we had a nice little movie afternoon and uh it was great. So I highly recommend if you are, you know, staying home and you're being responsible, uh check out Onward. It was a great little flick. Um and then my poops are people who are not doing a good job social, social distancing. Um you know, I think that I think we're getting close to the peak of things um, in in some of the hardest hit parts of the country. And uh, I, I, you know, people just need to keep, keep pressing on and doing the responsible thing. And, you know, trying to stay away from people and stay indoors. And did
1: did you see Boston had to close all Dunkin' Donuts because people were still just hanging out in Dunkin' Donuts? Like it's the goddamn end of the world, and people are still <laughs> shooting the shit over there, Mc McFlurry or their uh, their Dunkin' Chino or whatever they're having, and just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, like in I,
0: I, I know it's hard, but like for just a couple months, we just need to disrupt our social lives and and just and do your best. To, I mean, obviously, some things can't be avoided, but you got to do your best to just stay home and keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Keep your loved ones safe. Keep your neighbors safe. You know, be an, be an American. Be an American.
2: It's not being antisocial and it's not being lazy. It's being socially yes, responsible. Yes, ab-
0: absolutely. So so poop some people who aren't doing that. Um, Rich, if someone wants to follow... Well, I actually have all your info down here since we did this last week. But if they want to follow you, if they want to find you on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Rich Shea. You can go to youtube.com slash Rich Shea. And of course... Uh, follow you on Twitter at Tog Lord.
2: That's right. That's awesome.
0: right. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Great. Well. Uh. Let's see. Don't forget to uh, like, follow, subscribe the stuff that we do to, to find out more from us. Uh, we appreciate all your support. You can find the podcast at LLMTG. You can find Jerry at J-M-E-E-3-R-D. You can tell him how good the champion slash companion mechanic is. Uh, you can find me at Pat Uglo. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. You can find us on Patreon. You can support the show directly there. It's patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Uh, you can find the show posted on Hipsters. You can join the Facebook group. It's a great place to chat with other people while socially keeping yourself distant, and uh, you can email us directly, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com and as always, thanks to uh, Justin Lutz, he's our audio tech sound engineers, and uh, actually a secret kaiju, I just learned how that word is today, so that's what I'm going to use Yep
2: Alright, well thanks a lot guys, this was wait. A I lot actually have
1: fun. a real <laughs> I have a real fact about Justin Lutz oh, okay. that I learned he collects vacuum tubes. <laughs> he, he showed off. Is he building he he a computer, off his... like an old-timey computer? No, he just, he posted this really sweet picture of his vacuum tube. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, There, there are two kinds of vacuum Even, tubes
0: I'm thinking of. One is like the cool glass ones that go in like amplifiers and like transistors. Yep. The other one is like the 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 ones that will come off like your Dyson or your shop vac <laughs> like the actual tubes used to suck stuff up in and I'm gonna choose that he has a bunch of plastic like uh, vacuum like extension handles that are mounted on his wall at home uh, that's what I believe he collects.
2: I, I, I'm gonna go with the the first one, but <laughs> even I, who will generally say that new things are bad, I like transistors a lot more than vacuum tubes because they're just way more efficient.
1: They they are, but vacuum tubes they, are still they're cool, cool to look at. Okay, at yeah, vacuum
2: maybe, tubes are pretty awesome, so I respect. Maybe we yeah.
1: could get Justin to post his vacuum tube collection on, you, on the Facebook page. If you're a guitar guy
0: cool. too, it's hard to beat va- it's hard to beat tube amps versus solid state amps. I've never had one, True but that. that's what I'm told. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I mean, they're really nice, but they're a pain well, in the
0: ass. All, all good things in life, Jerry, are high maintenance.
1: Also, if you touch it, they explode. Just like my <laughs> ex girlfriend.
0: What? All right. Well, <laughs> Jerry's gonna go ice his wounds. Uh, thanks for having for tuning in. We appreciate you all. Please stay safe out there, and uh, and and say hi to us on on social media. We we always appreciate it. All right. All right. Take care. Bye, guys.
2: train, I'm cocaine,
1: Casey Jones, you better watch your speed, trouble ahead, trouble behind, and you know that notion just crossed my mind, this old engine makes it on time, Station, about a quarter to nine. It's Rebel Junction at seventeen two, at a quarter to ten. You know it's driving a deer, driving that train. I'm cocaine, case it's better. Watch your speed.